Okay, so we're going to just start off around where we left, but just a bit before that. So, what is Quidditch? It's our sport, wizard sport. It's like football in the muggle world. Everyone follows Quidditch. Played up in the air on a broomstick, and there's four balls. Sort of hard to explain the rules. And what are Slytherin and Hufflepuff? Schoolhouses. There's four. Everyone Everyone says Hufflepuffs are a load of duffers, but... I bet I'm in Hufflepuff, said Harry gloomily. Better Hufflepuff and Slytherin, said Hagrid darkly. There's not a single witch or wizard who haven't went bad in Slytherin. You know who was one. Vol, sorry. You know who was at Hogwarts? Years and years ago, said Hagrid. They bought Harry's school books in a shop called Floris and Blotts, where the shelves were stacked to the ceiling with books as large as paving stones, bound in leather. Books beside the postage stamps and covers of silk. Books full of peculiar symbols and a few books with nothing in them at all. Even Dudley, who never read anything, would have been wild to get his hands on some of these. Hagrid almost had to drag Harry away from curses and counter curses, bewitch your friends and befuddle your enemies with the latest revenges. Hair loss, jelly legs, tongue tying, and much, much more. By Professor Vindictus Verderum. I was trying to find out how to curse Dudley. I'm not saying that's not a good idea, but you're not supposed to use magic in the muggle world, except in very special circumstances, said Hagrid. And anyway, you couldn't work any of them curses yet. You'll need a lot more to study before you get to that level. Hagrid wouldn't let Harry buy a solid gold cauldron either. It says pewter on your list. Then they got a nice set of scales for weighing potions and ingredients. And a collapsible brass telescope. Then they visited the apocrisy, which was fast enough, fascinating enough to make up for its horrible smell. A mixture of bad eggs and rotten cabbages. Barrels of slimy stuff stood on the floor. Jars of herbs, dried roots, and bright powders lined the walls. Ah, I got hair in my mouth. One sec, sorry. Bundles of feathers, strings and fangs, and snarled crawls hang from the ceiling. Well, Haggard asked the man behind the counter for a supple... Of some basic potion ingredients for Harry. Harry himself examined seven silver unicorn horns and tw- at twenty-one galleons each, and minuscule, glittery black beetle eyes. Five nuts a scoop. Outside the apothecary, Hagrid checked Harry's list again. Just your wrong list. Oh yeah, and I still haven't got you a birthday present. Harry felt himself go red. You don't have to. I know, I don't have to. Tell you what, I'll get you an animal. Not a toad. Not a toad. Toads went out of fashion years ago. You'd be laughed at. And I don't like cats. They make me sneeze. I'll get you an owl. All the kids want owls. They're dead useful. Carry a post and everything. Twenty minutes later, they left Illops, Owls, and Emporium, which had been dark and full of rustling and flickering jewels. Jewel bright eyes. Harry now carried a large cage which had a beautiful snowy white owl. Fast asleep was his head under her her head under her wing. Harry couldn't stop stammering thanks, sounding just like Professor Quirrellit. Don't mention it, said Haggard gruffly. Don't expect you to have a lot of presents from them Dursleys. Just Alavanders left now. Only place for wand, Alavanders. And you got to have the best wand. A magic wand. That's what Harry had really been looking forward to. The last shop was narrow and shabby. Peeling gold letters over the door read, Ollivander's, maker, 
ruins of fine wands in 30, 382 BC. A single wand lay on a purple faded cushion in the dusty window. A tinkling bell rang somewhere inside the depths of the shock as the shop as they stepped inside. It was a tiny place, ex- empty except for a single spindy chair, which was Hagrid sat on to wait. Harry felt strange. Harry felt strangely as though he had entered a very strict library. He swallowed a lot of new questions which had just occurred to him and looked inside. Instead, at the thousand of narrow box piled neatly right up to the ceiling. For some reason, they, the back of his neck prickled. The very dust and the silence in there seemed to tingle in some secret magic. Good afternoon, said a tall voice. Harry jumped. Hagrid must have jumped too, because there was a loud crunching noise and he tickly, quickly got off the spindle chair. An old man was standing before them, his wide, pale eyes shining like moons through the gloom of the shop. Hello, said Harry awkwardly. Ah, uh, yes, said Hagrid. Yes, yes. I thought I'd be seeing you soon, Harry Potter. It wasn't a question. You have your mother eye- you have your mother's eyes. It seemed only yesterday she was in here herself buying her first wand. Ten and a ten and a quarter inches long, so she made of willow. Nice wand for charm work. Mr Ollivander moved closer to Harry. Harry wished he could blink. The silvery, eye- the silvery eyes were a bit creepy. Your father, on the other hand, favored a mag a- mahogany wand, eleven inches, pliable, a little bit more power, and excelled for transformation. Well, I say your father favored it. It really was the wand that chose it. It's really the wand that chooses the wizard, of course. Mr. Ollivander had come so close that Harry and him were almost nose to nose. Harry could see himself reflecting in those misty eyes. Oh, that's where... Mr. Ollivander touched the lightning scar on Harry's forehead with a long white finger. I'm sorry, I said to say I sold the one that did it. he said softly. Thirteen and a half inches. You powerful one, very powerful, and in the wrong hands. Well, if I had known what he was going to do to the world He shook his head and then to Harry's leaf spotted Hagrid. Rubius, Rubius Hagrid, how nice to see you. Oak, sixteen inches, rather bendy, wasn't it? Yes, it was, sir, said Hagrid. Good one, that one, but I suppose I snapped it in half when you got expelled, said Mr. Ollivander, suddenly stern. Er, yes, they did, yes, said Hagrid, shuffling his feet. I still got the pieces, though, he added brightly. But you don't use them, said Ollivander wildly. Oh, no, sir, said Hagrid quickly. Harry noticed his grip on the pink umbrella very tightly as he spoke. Hmm, said Mr. Ollivander, giving Hagrid a piercing look. But now, Mr. Potter, let me see. He pulled out a long tape measure with a silver marking on his paw. With a silver marking. Oh, he pulled a long tape measure with silver markings out of his pocket. Er, which is your arm in? Uh, well, I'm right-handed, said Harry. Hold out your arm. That's it. He measured Harry from shoulder to finger, then... Wrist to elbow, shoulder to floor, knee to armpit, and round his head. As he measured, he said, Every Ollivander's wand has the core of a powerful magic seal sub- substance. Mr. Potter weaves he- unicorn hairs, phoenix tails, feathers, and heartstrings of dragons. No two Ollivander Alev- wands are the same, just as no two unicorns, dragons, or phoenixes are quite the same. And of course, you will never get such a 
good result with a with, with another wizard's wand. Harry suddenly realized that the tape measure, which had been measuring between his nostrils, was doing this thing on its own. Mr. Ollivander was floating around the shelves, taking down boxes. This will do, he said, and the tape measure crumpled into a heap on the floor. Right then, Mr. Potter, try this one. Beechwood and dragon heartstring, nine inches, nice and flexible, and just take it and give it a wave. Harry took the wand and, feeling foolish, waved it around a bit. But Mr. Ollivander snatched it out of his hands almost at once. Maple and Phonics felt it seven inches. Quite whippy try. Harry tried. But he hardly raised the wand when it, too, was snatched back by Mr. Ollivander. No, no. Here, ebony and unicorn hair, eight and a half inches, springy. Go on. Tr- go on. Try it out. Harry tried and tried. And he had no idea what Mr. Ollivander was waiting for. The pile of wands he tried was growing higher and higher on the splendid chair. But m- the more wands Mr. Ollivander pulled out from the shelves, the happier he seemed to become. Tricky customer, eh? Not to worry. We'll find the perfect max here somewhere. I wonder. Now, yes. But not unusual combination. Unusual combination. Halloween at Phoenix Feather, 11 inches, nice and supple. Harry took the wand. He felt a sudden warmth in his fingers. He raised the wand above his head, brought it in a swishing down to the dusty air, and a stream of red and gold sparks shot from the end of like a firework, throwing dancing spots in the light of the walls. Hagrid whooped and crap, and Mr. Ollivander cried, Oh, bravo, yes, indeed, oh, very good. Well, well, how curious, how very curious. Harry, pull his, Harry put his wand in a, to a box and wrapped it. He put Harry's wand. I'm so sorry. He put Harry's wand into a box and wrapped it in brown paper, still muttering. Curious. Curious. Sorry, said Harry, but what's curious? Mr. Ollivander fixed Harry with his pair of steel. I remember every wand I ever saw, Mr. Power, Potter. Every single wand. It so happened that the phonics whose tail feather was in his wand, in your wand, gave just gave another feather, just one other. It is very curious indeed that you should be the one destined for this wand, when its brother, why well, its brother gave you that scholar. Harry swallowed. Yes, thirteen and a half inches. You, curious indeed how these things happened. The wand chooses a wizard. Remember. I think we must expect great things from you, Mr. Potter. After all, he must—he who must not be named did great things. Terrible, yes, but great. Harry shivered. He wasn't sure he liked Mr. Ollivander too much. He paid seven gold galleons for the wand, and Mr. Ollivander bowed them—bowed them out of the shop. Bowed them? Bowed them? Bowed them from the shop. What? Sorry, my brother just interrupted. Bowed them from the shop. Bowed them. It's bowed. Oh my gosh. Later that afternoon, sun hung hung low in the sky as Harry and Hagrid made their way back from Diagon Alley. Back to the wall, back to the leaky cauldron, now empty. Harry didn't speak at all as they walked down the road. He didn't even notice how many people were gawping at them in the underground. Laden, Laden as they were... Laden as they were with all their funny shaped packages, with sleeping with a sleeping snowy owl on Harry's lap. Up another escalator, out into Paddington Station, 
Harry only realized where they were when Hagrid tapped him on the shoulder. Go time. Got time for a bite to eat before your train leaves, he said. He bought Harry a hamburger and then sat down on the plastic seats to eat them. Harry kept looking around. Everything looked so strange somehow. You all right, Harry? You're very quiet, said Hagrid. Harry wasn't sure he could explain. He just had the best birthday of his life, and yet, he chewed on his hamburger trying to find the word. Everyone thinks I'm special, he said at least. At last. All those people in the leaky cauldron, Professor Quirrell, Mr. Ollivander. But I don't know anything about magic at all. How can they expect th- great things? I'm famous, and I can't even remember what I'm famous for. I don't know what happened when Vol- Sorry, I mean the night my parents died. Hagrid leaned, le- leaned across the table. Behind the berry, the wide beard and eyebrows he wore. Oh my gosh. Hagrid leaned across the table. Behind the wild beard and eyes, he wore a very kind smile. Don't you worry, Harry. You'll learn fast enough. Everyone starts at the beginning at Hogwarts. You'll just be fine. You'll be just fine. Just be yourself. I know it's hard. You've been singled out, and that's always hard. But you don't have a great. But you'll have a great time at Hogwarts. I did. Still do. As a matter of fact. Hagrid helped Harry on the train that would take him back to the Dursleys. Then he handed him an envelope. Your ticket for Hogwarts. First of September, King's Cross. It's all of your it's all on your ticket. Any problems with the Dursleys, send me a letter with your owl. She'll know where to find me. See you soon, Harry. The train pulled out of the station. Harry wanted to watch Hagrid until he was out of sight. He rose in his seat and pressed his nose against the window. But he blinked and Hagrid was gone. Chapter six, which I'll be reading tomorrow. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm thinking about doing like a fun fact of the day, and it's not going to be spoilers. But so, fun fact for the day is that um, they actually trained hundreds of owls in the for the movies to actually like deliver um, the post and like. So all those owls they weren't animated; those were like real owls that were actually trained to deliver it, and um, they would instead of like giving them. Uh, galleons or not galleons but like nuts and the money that you'd have to pay them you just give them like a treat and that's what they do yeah that's the fun fact for the day you can search it up i have more detailed answer bye